one what is up bbb army welcome back to another episode of bbb army hearts to hearts my name is ruth and i'm nicole and we have a very special guest joining us for this episode this is our dear good friend from the bbb army laura watson thank you for allowing me to come on the show yes yes we've been actually nicole and i've been talking here and there like we need to get her on we need to get her on we need to get her on so. <laughs> But this we're finally true. happy. We're finally happy we have you here for this I know. episode. And I'm so happy to finally meet you. Right. Same. <laughs> you know, I've been following you for so long now. And I feel like we've talked, but never face to face. So this is pretty right. cool. It's very cool. <laughs> I just want to say before we get into today's episode, for those of us who are watching who are big part of this fandom, may the force be with you for all you Star Wars nerds and fans <laughs> may the force be with you <laughs> i will admit I, i've seen the movies but I, I don't know much of that realm i know like the basics but not much of that realm so you're a fan of star wars right right yeah okay i, I enjoy gotcha. it like i'm not hardcore star wars but i enjoy it enough like i i know more than most i'd say okay <laughs> Well, guys, we are here with another episode, and as you've seen the title below, we are going to do the Trinity of Terror tour recap right here. As we all know, the Trinity of Terror tour, ugh, try saying that five times fast. It's hard <laughs> just, to say. No, just ended, and the guys hopefully are taking a little break because they're going to soon be traveling to Australia here soon. As you can see, I have the amazing poster up here with all the tour dates here from this first leg of the Trinity of Terror tour. There is a lot that has happened throughout this tour. This was the Trinity of Terror tour. Blackfoot Brides was touring with Motionless and White and Ice Nine Kill, opening act with Little Czar, who was there for the most part until somewhere towards the end where she ended and did her own thing and everything. But I think... The Florida date was her last date. I think so. It was Florida. I want to know what were your guys' first like thoughts and everything when this tour was announced. Like all these three big bands were named and everything that they were going to be on tour together. Let's go first. So you go first. (laughs) Well, they're three of my four favorite bands. The fourth being Water Parks. So I was overwhelmed. I thought this can't be real. This can't be true. Like Blackville Brides, Ice Nine Kills, and Motionless and White on a triple headliner like one isn't more like one set isn't going to be longer than the other they're all going to be basically the same they're going to switch out it seemed perfect and it was yeah honestly I agree with you I was I I'm aware who Ice Nine Kills is I've only listened there's a few songs I do like by them um I do have to check out more of their albums but I was like I have been it's my this was like my dream tour. I have been dying to see motionless and white live for so long now, but every single time that they ever like came down, it was roughly around when Blackfoot Brides was coming down. So I, you know, I would always save up my money for Blackfoot Brides instead, but I was like, Oh, it would be great for like Blackfoot Brides and motionless and white to tour together. That'd be awesome. And it finally happened and I wasn't able to go. So like, I was super thrilled to hear about this tour, but I just got super sad towards the end when I wasn't able to attend, but I'm glad that you both did. You both had fun for me. (laughs) I know. And it still breaks my heart, Nicole, that due to certain things, you weren't able to attend the closest one to you at Grand Junction, Colorado. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, maybe there's a leg two and they come near you again to whatever state or city that is. So I'm really hoping you get a chance to. I know, me All too. Right. Would be great. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when this tour, this whole tour was announced. I want to say it was December of last year when it was announced. Yeah, wasn't it pretty much announced like right after they were done with the in-between tour? I think it was. I could I think it was like roughly near Christmas or December when this tour was announced because then everyone's like VIP, 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 where's VIP? What is VIP going to look like? Cause like again, 
three big bands. Yeah, VIP wasn't announced until after Christmas, which I think, it was. I think that was something you and I were discussing. Like if they were wanting people, were we discussing that they, if they were going to announce it, that they should announce it either wasn't it before no it was after we did agree that it should be after Christmas after because I think because it was literally the week of and we were we were like kind of talking about how if they announced VIP that week people probably it probably wouldn't have sold out as fast as it would have I think it would have put people in a panic mode because it's the holiday season and people are already stressing out about gifts already and then if they put this out here it's like by the way limited edition or like limited amount of VIP and stuff or like so. it was still a shock though with how quickly this tour was announced after after just ending the in-between tour I whew, that was definitely a shocker I can only imagine how much planning I mean I don't even know when they started like hey this is going to happen motionless one ice on kill black O'Brien's. you guys are going to be touring all together it's like when was this like the idea or like the process of this started like let's talk about it great let's make it a reality let's make it happen so well that's what I'm curious about I'm actually wondering how long was this Trinity of Terror tour in the making because was it did they start planning this while already being on tour for the in-between tour or was this planned before the in-between tour or was it literally planned immediately after my hunch is I want to say it was like before the in-between tour yeah, what I'm thinking. I could be completely wrong. Chris, if you know, please let <laughs> us know. <laughs> this tour, I, oh God, just like every single tour, this tour has been a roller coaster, but I do want to point something out because let's just, I'm going to be very forward here. A lot has happened to BBB on this tour. A lot has happened. <laughs> and I don't know if Nicole, you heard this because like I was talking to Laura before you came in and we kind of like both heard it that in a way, at least for Black Phil Brides, um, this was kind of like the cursed tour for them because everything that's yeah. happened to them during this tour. <laughs> so Yes, I actually read a few tweets from some fans talking about how the tour was cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just for Black Phil Brides, but well, it actually, it just seemed like it was just BBB mostly and Motionless and White. Ice Nine Kills was completely fine. fine. Unfazed. I know, they're <laughs> exactly. like, I think to deal with the devil. I was about- <laughs> yeah. I think they sold their soul (laughs) we'll say with VIP when VIP was announced of how that was going to work Nicole and I even discussed this a little bit in one episode there was a lot of mixed reviews of how fans felt with VIP the father and the son package (laughs) I think it's bad that considering that I wasn't able to attend the tour it's pretty bad that I'm, I'm complaining about the VIP packages too, <laughs> you know? I know, Laura, you've been to an Ice Nine Kills concert before and they had something similar, like how VIP, the, this tour went for yours. Concert. Yeah, with the pandemic, they changed to this setup. Before then, it was very, very super personal. But the last show that I went to was in the midst of it all and they were doing the same format. Hmm. I'm, I'm actually kind of curious would you mind going into detail on before COVID when you say it's a bit more personal like would you say it's a whole different VIP experience compared to other bands well my experience with Ice Nine Kills was they were on the floor with you and you do like your little horror movie trivia and they divide you into teams each band member was the leader of a team and then you could take like individual selfies with them talk with them get hugs and you, they would like have their own little stations along the general admission floor that you could just talk to them at and that was multiple vip experiences with ice nine kills so they were a little bit more personal than some others that i've had vip with but at the same time i understand why other bands don't do that kind of thing but it is a nice experience it sounds like it i'm yeah. kind of jealous <laughs> I, I i wish more bands would do you know fun vip experiences like that i just feel like it really helps them to connect with their fans more because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like i think nicole you and i have talked i think probably on one episode and also <laughs> just offline and everything that how with vip even if it's like the 30 second it's that one moment that we feel a little special with the band even for 30 seconds you got that special moment I will admit when I heard about VIP for this tour like I've been hearing like I was curious like how they're gonna do all three bands like do we have to pick a band to do an individual photo shoot or it's like do we get 
or do we get all three bands? And then there was other talks about other certain ideas. So I was, I was just like, what direction are they going to go in? And then they went in this direction. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> so I understand about like the father and son package, although I will, mm, the son package, I almost <laughs> felt like was a big rip, rip off because you don't see the guys. That's just my opinion. You can come at me at the comments. That is just my opinion. <laughs> well, when I went to the one that was like in the midst of the pandemic and they did that with just Ice Nine Kills, the I guess it wasn't as clear to some people that bought that one mm. that they weren't going to at least see them. They thought they'd like walk in and they'd still be on stage and like at least get to see them closer. Yeah. So when they got in there, they were like, wait, this is just early entry and some swag. So I can see the disappointment for sure. Well, and for the price of the Sun package, I think that's a little bit, that's pretty outrageous. A mm-hmm. hundred, it was a hundred dollars, correct? For the Sun package? Yeah, it was 99, 99, plus, 99 plus tax. So technically oh, yeah. you're paying like at max, maybe 100, 510. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the Sun package would be worth about $55. Yeah. At best. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's reasons. I'm sure the bands and their team were trying to plan out a fair way for each fan to have their own VIP experience with the bands. Because I know, again, three big bands in one tour. I mean, that's a lot of fans who want to come and see. Like, I know when tickets came out, it was like that. Like, boom, a lot of places were sold out. So didn't some states, I think like maybe one in particular sold out in a day or two, didn't it? LA, Spokane, Washington. Um, I can't remember the others, but yeah, it was like within a day. (laughs) It was fast. I I only remember there being a few tour dates left. Mm -hmm. I feel for even for someone who didn't go, it just, I felt bad for everyone else. I, and I've more so felt bad for people's first VIP experience because I'm sure with all the talk they hear from other fans and from friends, they thought they were going to have that acknowledgement for that 30 seconds that they really, that, you know, you get to see them and talk to them. And I think for them to find out that they didn't get that, because I, I will say, I thought after the trivia, they do one by one, every fan could go and meet the band, but instead doing the whole group thing, that is a huge disappointment. It was bittersweet, at least in the one in Spokane, we did not have whatsoever any time to turn around, talk to the guys for maybe one minute. It was like, go, go go and then when i went to oshkosh in wisconsin and saw the vip there they let us talk to the guys and i'm just like what the frick spokane so yeah with my vip they it was at myrtle Mm -hmm. and the stage was super super high like at least six maybe even seven foot taller like tall which was two foot taller than me and they had them lined up so it was black veil motionless and then ice nine kills and they made you line up before you could even turn around to talk to them. So where Sarah and I were at the front of the line, I ended up talking with Spencer and a little interaction with Chris from Motionless. But Andy recognized me from like the other end of the stage and waved, but I couldn't even talk to him because he was so far away. So it was like, I'm here. (laughs) I know. And I felt the same way, at least in Spokane. Like I was somewhat in the middle between BBB and Ice Nine Kills. And, but like, again, they were just like hurrying us up. It's like, okay, get photo, go. Like I barely had enough time to turn around, say hi to Andy. I just felt like I couldn't stay there because they were like literally rushing us out. I'm like, sorry, bye. Okay, bye. Peace. Okay. I was here. You saw me. So that was just like, what the frick? I'm like, give me at least 30 seconds to say hi. I feel like that was the problem is no one was able to you. It wasn't even like you didn't even get to like really say hi to everyone. You kind of had to like pick and choose which bands you wanted to talk to if you were able to talk to them. It was literally like that, at least for the VIP experience I had in Spokane and in Oshkosh too with uh, Motionless and Ice Nine because like there were some fans specifically just for one band. So Mm -hmm. it's just like who do I talk to? Cause I have like 30 seconds at the most and it's just like, oh, so yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine being like a fan of a certain band and then pushing you to the I bottom know. of the stage. And that band's on the other side. Like 
I felt fortunate that I've done VIP where I've had that interaction before with, I think all but motionless, I've done VIP before. So it was like, I can't imagine this being my first VIP experience and being a fan of Black Veil and being way down here. It makes me think of just if a leg two is going to be announced and if VIP is going to be the same or if they're actually going to respond and see the feedback of fans of how VIP went for them for the first leg, maybe change it for the second leg. I'm kind of I mean, hoping so. <laughs> that would be greatly appreciated, especially for the fans, for it being their first VIP experience for whichever band mm-hmm. they were going to see. I mean, I think that it would just, it would definitely be a huge upgrade from the last door. <laughs> well, and I guess if they keep it the same, maybe it is a good thing to point out to everyone. Um, I don't, I think, um, Ruth, you bought Jake's vest. You purchased Jake's vest. And with that, you were able to meet him and Lonnie, correct? Yeah. So for the BBB army, it's Jake who does this and also Jinx who does it. If they happen, leg two is around and VIP is still the same for those diehards BBB fans in the army. Jake does post up a listing for getting one of his cool vests that he wears during the show. This is what it looks like. And even Jinx does it too with his own vest. And I think later on, Jake and Jinx like, now you can get our shirt. I'm like, cool. (laughs) I will admit it is like 200 something dollars. It's a bit up there, but how VIP went, it was definitely worth it because when I went to get the, I got Jake's vest for the Spokane show. Here's a down thing is if, you are a fan of Motionless One Eyes Nine Kills and BBB Plays First. You need to go and get Jake's Rest after they're done. So you kind of lose your spot for the other bands. Just pointing that out there. But it's really worth it because you get an email where it's meet up. You get you usually meet the crew, one of the BBB crew. They lead you over to where Jake is at. And usually if Jinx is there too, because he's doing the same thing. With Lonnie, um, he does his guitar picks out and sometimes he's there. And I just got very lucky that he was there. Honestly, was not expecting that because of his accident, but he was very there and he gave me the, his guitar pick with the letter. So I would invest in one if you can afford it. It's a really cool experience. You get a little time to talk to the guys. You get a set list. You get Jake's guitar picks, the cool vest and all, and you get to customize. He, he'll, he'll sign his signature and then write whatever you want on it. I got Hold On To Hope, Take Back Your Soul Online. So hi did you laura get one i did not no no ah that's okay there's always next time yeah i saw the post but i was like i want to enjoy the shows so yeah so with this tour they went to a lot of places to be honest guys when all the tour dates were announced for this tour i was a bit surprised of all the places that they were going at because i'm like these are three big bands and everything i would was expecting like bigger cities bigger venues when they came over here to washington i was full-on expected seattle no, we're going to Spokane. I'm like, don't you want to go to Seattle? It's bigger, more spacious. Right. That was the same for Colorado. And they could have gone to Denver or Colorado Springs, which they Denver and Springs both hold such huge venues and they're major cities in Colorado. But instead they went to Grand Junction and performed in this um, theater that was only yeah. held 2000 people. Whereas they could have performed at like um, like the Ogden or something that holds more than that. No, it was it was so weird that they went to a smaller location. I'm, I'm sure there's it goes a lot to planning a tour like this, especially talking to venues of like mm-hmm. what's open. So maybe that was another factor they had to consider. Maybe all the venues in Spoke uh, not Spokane in Seattle were just packed, like they just couldn't. And I'm yeah. assuming, yeah, for you, Laura, when the concert shows that you went to. They've been there before, right? They had been to the Fillmore before, I believe. I believe I've seen them at the Fillmore, which is in Charlotte, which I found really strange because, you know, Raleigh's our capital. Raleigh's our biggest Mm -hmm. one. And then the Myrtle Show is kind of a big venue. It's the House of Blues and there's multiple House of Blues. So Mm -hmm. that one wasn't as shocking, but I was like, really? Charlotte? That's two hours for me. Yeah. Grand Junction was four hours (laughs) from me. I was like, wow. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, they completely like dipped on Texas, right? Not just Texas, but a lot of other states. Texas was not on here. I was surprised. I was shook it because like there's a lot of fans in Texas. Why skip this big state? Like Dallas, Austin, like this is a big state. How 
You were going to say, you can't tell me that there wasn't one venue in Texas that wasn't booked. I'm sure a lot of fans from Texas flew out to other oh, states. I'm sure oh, yeah. they did. I'm sorry to the fans in Texas. I really am. I'm really hoping for leg two, when it comes out, hopefully, that they'll have to stop at Texas. They have to. They can't skip you twice. I'm also surprised how they didn't stop in Ohio for like this leg. So yeah, you are 100% correct on that too. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I know what. Hot yep. hot. No, Ohio. it is weird. I wonder how Andy felt about that. Well, he got to go anyway, didn't he? I More think, than likely. I think when he was sick, that's where he went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. He did go there to stay with his parents. Parents, yeah. I want to know the planning team. I'm like, I'm sure again, there's a lot of reasons why they missed Texas. They went to other cities that. They've gone before, but it had smaller venues, especially for these three big bands. So I'm just like, a lot of questions in there. So hmm, the energy in this tour was definitely different than any Black Little Brides concerts I've ever been to, just because there was fans from Ice Nine Kills and Emotionless and White and obviously BBB. So it's just the energy felt, I, I can't even describe the energy in one word. It was just crazy and phenomenal. So and Nicole, I really- I heard- a lot of mixed emotions about the tour like the energy that you're Mm -hmm. that you're talking about like I hear from some fans like their tour was absolutely incredible and that they you know the shows were amazing and then I've heard from a lot of other fans how things got out of control (laughs) and I said all during Ice Nine Kill set too and I'm just like dang so I've heard so many mixed emotions about it Laura, were you in Barricade for any of your shows that you went on this tour? <laughs> oh, I was at Barricade for Myrtle. So may I ask, how was the crowd for Ice Nine and Motionless for you? <laughs> I'm used to an Ice Nine crowd. I've seen them like 10 times now. So they weren't any different than what I'm used to. They're actually not that aggressive towards the Barricade. It's more back behind in like the pit area. Yeah. And Motionless, actually, the crowd was more rough than Ice Nine. And it was the roughest during one of their slowest songs which is eternally yours what yeah the girls that are trying to get the roses are like wow. rabid dogs oh my gosh <laughs> i can see that actually I can see yeah that. i like leaned onto the barricade because the barricade was padded and i just like leaned forward and waited for it to be over <laughs> You are so lucky. You got a padded barricade. Right. I was like, oh my God, it's padded. I just kept like touching it. (laughs) You know, that might be like a new thing that venues are probably starting to to do. They should because leaving them metal is dangerous. It is. is. I got a concussion from an Ice Nine Kills barricade because it was metal and a guy fell on me. So it was 200 pounds of guy on my head between the barricade and him. Oh my gosh, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't even, like, the worst thing that's happened to me is I got bruised ribs so bad because, you know, when people, they would, when they mosh pit, you know, I, I know it's not really aggressive towards the barricade, but you still get the yeah, people that kind of get shoved in into you. And I did have this one girl behind me, you know, she was more of a heavier set girl. And she kept getting pushed up against me, which kept whacking me up against the barricade. And eventually when Blackville Brides came out though, she completely leaned on me. So I was squished. My ribs were like squished up against the barricade. But I was, you know, I felt so free after the Blackville Bride concert because I could breathe. (laughs) We did have two bad crowd interactions, but it wasn't specific to like being a fan of a band. Um, we had one really creepy guy. He was an older guy and he kept like whispering in people's ears and trying to grab at them. He was escorted off property and they asked the girls around them if they wanted to press charges. They said, no, we just want to continue with the show. But that was a weird moment. And then we also had a guy that was elbowing everyone around him. Like he wanted a bubble and Sarah did not like that at all. <laughs> Anyone who's going to the next leg or any concert of these three amazing bands, like if you're by yourself, find concert buddies, or if mm-hmm. you're going with a friend, please, because those crowd surfings and mosh pissing can get intense. And Cassidy, again, thank you for saving my life in the Oshkosh show. <laughs> she literally <laughs> saved me with the everything that happened there. So I know the first horn was a mess at Arizona. Okay. I feel dumb all the time because I'm, 
Why Mesa, Arizona? Why there? Because I know in the last in-between tour, they started in Lincoln, Nebraska, because it was in between the states of the two bands. So why? Is there a relationship to Mesa, Arizona, to either of these bands or? (laughs) Not that I know of. Out of of curiosity, for either of you two, has Blackville Brides ever started a tour in your state? No. No. Yeah, same here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to point out, I feel like Blackville Brides might have started another one of their tours off in Arizona. Maybe. I could be wrong. But I don't know. It's like Arizona as for weird as it is, it seems like a pretty big place for music too. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember, was Arizona the desert where they filmed In the End? Was it? It was either Arizona or Nevada. It was either Arizona or Nevada. And I'm thinking it was the Arizona desert, but that could be completely unrelated. (laughs) Chris, hi again, if you're (laughs) watching, please let us know in the comments. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) At least for Blackville Brides. A lot Mm -hmm. happened to them during this tour. And I just watched the Motionless Tour update, and apparently they had a tire blowout or something, and they had to move all their stuff into moving vans and tour in a van for a while. When was that? I never heard of that. (laughs) It was, oh gosh, it was like a couple of shows before the Florida show, because they do it in like chronological order. Right. This was their second tour update. So it was just before the Florida show, just before Justin dropped off. Wow. Poor motionless and white. (laughs) No. And they were sick too. I think they had like sinus issues or something. Chris, I swear, eyes nine kills. You're right. Made a deal with the devil because (laughs) let's just start off with the first thing that all Blackfoot Brides fans know. San Jose show in California, which was on March 19th. Poor Lonnie. That's when Lonnie broke his leg on stage within the first song of Faithless when he collided collision with Jake on stage. Mm. Can you imagine if they both got injured though? Oh, oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that probably would have been terrible. I I don't know how that would have went. No, that would have been rough. <laughs> that would, yeah, I know, but I feel so bad for Lonnie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I saw the first two, like everyone's fans showing on like in LA and Mesa, Arizona and Lonnie just rocking out and everything. And then it came to the third show in San Jose. I can only imagine the pain he felt. Right. And again, hands down to you, Lonnie. I mean, should you have done this? No, but you did it. You performed with a broken leg, balancing on one leg. You, I, I, I don't know how you did it, but you did. Thank you. <laughs> That's just so much dedication and talent. Literally. That incident happened, which affected his performances within the next shows. They came to Spokane right after. That's when I heard about it. Again, he stuck out through the pain and he did perform on a chair. But yeah. again, thank you, Lonnie, for that. <laughs> the, after the Spokane show, they went to Canada, C- Calgary, and Edmonton. I, I don't know which one he did. He do both Canada shows, or did he just do one before he like completely had surgery and everything? I'm thinking just the one, but I'm not certain. One of the he either performed both the shows in Canada or just one, and that's when it was announced that he was going to take a break, be on leave because of his injury. So the fact that he was willing to still continue that whole tour, mm-hmm. I mean, it, of course he, I'm sure he would have if the doctor never I told know. him it was, you know, as serious as it was. You know, I'd rather him be resting his, you know, his leg and having that heal and get better than him struggling and being in pain every single day and only making that broken leg worse i know i think he's doing good i think i think he made he made an update video on his youtube channel about his leg and how Mm -hmm. and when he'll be back with the guys it'd be great if his debut was like download festival oh my god yes (laughs) please i just want to see him on stage again doing what he does so because like obviously i know black labrides had a fill-in and everything for the rest of the tour but it's not the same not the same energy Lonnie does bring a unique energy to that stage (laughs) he just has fun with it I love it yeah (laughs) that happened with Blackville Brides I don't know when it was but I do know it was your if you were going to go to the Grand Junction Nicole that's when Motionless could not perform because Chris's voice was pretty much gone and dead so it kind of made me laugh because I'm like oh well for you know I was so sad about it 
but it kind of worked out because even if I did get a ticket, I wouldn't have been able to see motionless and white anyway. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe that was kind of just a blessing in disguise, but I still wanted to see Blackville Brides though. Yeah. That's what they were talking about in that tour update. Okay. Uh, Ricky was talking about how both him and Chris were sick. Now, did Chris only miss the Colorado show or did he miss a few others? I think it was just the one. I think just the just one. Colorado one, yeah. What, when was the next tour day? So let's see. It was just two days. So the Colorado was okay. the 27th of March. And so the next Wichita, Kansas, which on the 29th. So it was a two-day break. They had. Oh, good. So I was going to say, they, yeah, good. They got a break then. Yeah. Two breaks. So definitely, I think, yeah, because I think he posted a video on his Twitter saying like, my voice is back. I'm great and everything. So boom. So, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that he was able to, you know, get his voice back in just two days. Like that's fantastic. That was happened to Chris, Wichita, Oklahoma City, Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chicago. I have a beef with you. Okay, the only reason why I say that is because after Chicago is when they came to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, where I actually traveled during my spring break to see Blackwood Brides again. An hour before door opening for VIP was announced that Blackfoot Brides wasn't performing because of Andy and the crew members got tested positive for COVID. <sighs> Everyone says we blame Chicago. I'm like, I'll, I'll ride with that right now. Yeah, okay, I'm with it. So <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ruth. I know my heart just broke when I saw all that because I'd been seeing your updates about how you were going. I was like, no, it was a roller coaster. I will admit I was in barricade even before Lilith Czar performed. I may have cried, but I was still there to support Motionless and White because I do like their music and wanted to be there for them. So, but you know, thank goodness for such a quick, quick healing on Andy's part. Mm-hmm. I want to say that he came back either on Pittsburgh performances or Minneapolis, and I don't know which one of those they came officially came back with Andy with his voice and everything okay. Either one of those two, I want to say. <laughs> I think it was when Andy got tested positive with COVID. It's when people kept saying, "Is this the curse tour for Black Bride?" Yeah, because so much had happened to that point. No, I just feel bad for them because like they work so hard and then just to be Lonnie being hit and then Andy and then Jake feeling kind of out of the weather. I mean, I think the only two that were somewhat okay was Cece and Jinx throughout this tour. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure Cece took very high precautions with COVID due to last tour. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think, and it sucks too, because I feel that every single band and all the crew members put in such hard work for planning this tour and it just like it complete I'm not saying the tour fell apart but in some ways it did mm-hmm. so yeah just just a little bit you know just a little. <laughs> and I and I just feel awful because I feel like it did not at all go the way that everyone had wanted it to but I mean in the end I just hope that everyone still had an amazing time regardless same same oh, yeah I think like, yeah, after when Andy came back after getting tested negative with COVID, I think it was somewhat of a smooth sailing for the end of the tour for this part. So that's all well, I did lose Justin from Motionless and White because his wife had her baby. Oh, right. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> well, congratulations again for your baby. Yes, congratulations for sure. <laughs> Congrats. I'm trying to remember. Um, Kyle is that his name? Who was the fill-in for Lonnie? Mm-hmm. It was Kyle. I don't know his last name, but I know his name. Was this is his first name, Kyle. Well, from what I've been hearing, he's been doing good filling in for Lonnie. Obviously, not replacing. I'm going to make that clear. Just a fill-in, <laughs> no replacement. Mm, no, just a fill-in. I was actually looking forward to see hearing him in the Oscasha, but then yeah. From what I can tell, he's been doing really good. So thank you, Kyle, for filling in for Lonnie for this tour. So thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you, Laura, you got to see Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. I did. Yeah. Um, I got to see him pretty up close at the Myrtle show because I was on the right side of the stage and Jake and Jinx favor the left side most of the time. So mm-hmm. Kyle was pretty much my view during the Black Bell show, except for like when Andy would come over. Right. And he was really good. Like, it's no comparison to Lonnie, but he has his own style and it was nice. Nice. By any chance, I know I saw some photos because I know some of the guys, like obviously Jinx and Jake, Andy, 
does his own thing. Um, <laughs> he kind of had his own, I guess you could say, war paint on. I don't know. He did. Okay. He did. I remember like my brain noted, oh, he's got his own war paint. And I probably have a picture somewhere, but I don't really remember what it looked like. But I do remember thinking, oh, war paint. That is actually super dope. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious to know what this looked like because I, I honestly wasn't aware about this. So I yeah. must seize. Yeah, I'll go yeah. through my pictures and see if I have something. I sweet. See. Like if I was Kyle, I'd be so scared. Like, <laughs> I know I'm not Lonnie, but. <laughs> well, please remind me when you went to your VIP, Laura, for Myrtle Beach and Starlet, uh, was Kyle there during the VIP or no? No, he was not. Okay, that's what I thought. Because when I noticed that, like, he was not there, whatever, only the Blackfoot Brides members. I'm like, oh, okay. So it kind of makes sense, though, because I feel like <laughs> this is probably going to be a terrible way to explain it. But in a way, it kind of reminds me of how I met your mother when, like, Ted is constantly bringing girlfriends over and to, li- to, to special occasions with, like, for Lily's. And, you know, they take photos. Like, I feel like that's kind of how it would be for Kyle, you know, and for some fans. They're like, yeah, that dude's not a part of the band, but he's in the photo, you know? <laughs> I mean it in such a loving way, Kyle, I swear. <laughs> well, I do that with Ice Nine Kills VIPs from back in the day because Justin with Motionless and White used to be part of Ice Nine Kills. Oh. So I'll look at my old Ice Nine Kills VIP and go, he's not in that band anymore, but he's in this one. <laughs> I think that's how it goes for bands when band member switches here and there because I know like you know when BBB were kind of taking a break after Veil and everything CC helped uh Ronnie with his music video I was like oh mm-hmm. look CC's now in uh fall in reverse I'm like no <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I the best picture I ever got with CC was when he toured with them oh really yeah um I took a selfie with him because he was down on the floor with all of us you're gonna have to send us this so we can so we can show everyone i need to see this i mean i know they play the radio festivals which i heard went really well for all of the guys when they played radio Mm -hmm. festivals in florida so yeah i'm happy for them also the big arenas too that they were able to perform too yeah and justin came back for that tour because they live in florida so he was able to just like go from home to the tour nice that's awesome north folk va is that virginia yes yes okay that was the last tour here on the 27th of April. Yeah, I know a couple of people that went to that show. Uh, Ren went to that show. Oh, yeah. Yes, I saw that Ren did go with That's her mom right. and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, even if it was the last tour, I'm sure they were dead <laughs> inside. They brought their all and gave the best that they can during that time. I'm really hoping that all the guys, you know, from each band enjoyed the tour, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. despite everything <laughs> yes. i'm sure they had fun because i um okay so i will admit i don't know much about ice nine kills i only know spencer the lead singer no one else sorry laura <laughs> but <laughs> the one of the guitar players yes uh i think he was just making art out of chairs and <laughs> i don't know if you saw that yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that was just too funny i'm just like what is this but i love it so <laughs> and i know i think it was I don't, one of the got crew members or band members from Ice Nine Kills has a TikTok and kept posting everything on TikTok about like gaslighting someone in the oh, band. Patrick. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yes, he's hilarious. Shelby, is that her name with the orange hair? Uh, gosh, why did her name just leave me? Chevy. Chevy. Oh, okay. I, I know she has a TikTok and I know she was helping out with Ice Nine Kills and everything and with, and with trivia and stuff. So it was kind of see like kind of the back behind the scenes type stuff there. What he has a million on. hats and she just amazes me. <laughs> I praise her all the time. I think something that's also worth mentioning is for this tour, every single band had such kick-ass merchandise. Yes. I love the shirts of the yes. and everything mm-hmm. and that one I got you Nicole of Andy with his oh I'm living I live for both of those shirts yeah and I, and I ice nine kills had a ghost face shirt I, know. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like what they have a ghost face shirt it had yeah, a Sam shirt too from trick-or-treat it was so cute oh was that motionless i think that was motionless yeah so, motionless does there you go motion that was motionless also i i know we haven't talked to her but lilisar i think she did a phenomenal job opening up 
for these three big bands. So Keen herself, she did an amazing too. It was very nice to finally hear her live again. Yeah, how was she live for both of you? Unless because you she performed at the last for you. You said uh, no, I didn't get to see no. her at all. You didn't oh, get to see her. Okay. okay, yeah, because I think she stopped performing. I want to say Pittsburgh. I don't know why Pittsburgh is in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I'm wrong, sure I'm which wrong. one. But yeah, she only did like half of the show. Beautiful performance. She her voice is just incredible like her range and everything we mentioned openers i was just gonna say they picked up fame on fire in florida and i've heard them with ice nine kills before they are an amazing opening band they even do a leaking park cover really so are they more local are they like local for florida i think they're local for florida and they like the east coast dates that makes sense yeah yeah it kind of like um why can't I think of the name? The wow, why can't I think of the name? <laughs> the band that oh my god, this is terrible, Nicole. I can't. The band that we interviewed, Ruth, that opened up for Blackwell Brides or not, yeah, for Arizona. Why can't I think of their name? Brace yourself. Brace yourself. See, I was about to say that was pretty cool cool because it's like they got to do that same thing yeah. for Black for Brides in Arizona so I think it's pretty cool how some tours are doing that for local bands these days it's awesome I think it's I think it's a wonderful opportunity for them yeah. it's so nice for big bands like these to do that for those local bands just to get their kind of name out it's incredible because I feel like that's that was not a thing back in the day I feel like local bands had would tour with only other local bands right yeah. I do want to point say this I know Andy addressed this in one of the Florida shows I don't know which one he did but the comment that um what's his name Gene Simmons thank you Gene Simmons <laughs> made the comments of how rock is dead due to fans <sighs> yep <laughs> that size said it alone yep <laughs> you know is it bad that I don't think Gene Simmons has room to f-ing talk <laughs> right agreed like the relevancy isn't there anymore if anything i personally feel that gene simmons might actually have a bit of jealousy behind it all because if you think about it kiss is really no longer huge in this newer generation it's pretty much all about these newer bands and i don't think he likes that very much and which is why i think he had the audacity to go out there and say what he you know say all that he said just because I feel like he just wants to get himself and his band talked about again I feel like it's all just for publicity possibly we all know that Andy grew up listening to Kiss and looks up to Kiss and that's where he got inspiration so I can only imagine how he felt when he his icon his idol said that and I'm just like that was on call for honestly it was I'm sure it was definitely a slap in the face to Andy honestly because I'm like I'm sorry when you started Kiss, did you have fans? Was it your fans that made you kiss the kiss that we all know? I mean, d- d- what? For the record, rock is not dead to the fans. For the record, I'm just saying that right now. There's always going to be those classic rock fans. Yeah. And those people that are like, new rock isn't rock and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I was named after a Kiss song. So Kiss does have a little place in my heart, too. Oh. But hearing that, I'm like, What? I, I was just kind of uh, like in disbelief. I'm like, it's your fans who made you where your band kiss where it was. They're the fans are doing exactly the same thing to every new rock band, especially for Black Brides, Motion in the Eyes. Every single rock band out there, it's their fans that are keeping rock alive and spreading the word and everything. And like with Andy, with his book and everything, like he's expressed that his inspirations, everything comes from Kiss. And so, you know, newer fans are going to read his book or see old interviews and like look up kiss and see who this kiss band is and everything if anything it is like you said bringing in a newer generation for the classic rock music Mm -hmm. so i don't know why i mean it's i just don't know why i feel like it's hard um to show to interest newer generations into older generations you know things i feel like just the newer generation for some reason, their mind is more focused on what's trending and what's new rather than what was fashionable and fun back in the day. True. Right. 
but I will point out like rock and roll. It's not something that is old necessarily. And it's not something that we can really say back in the day, like rock and roll is still alive to this day and it's going to continue on even after us. But I feel like rock just keeps progressing. Mm -hmm. Rock has never been the trendy thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Never. It it was always something to hate on. I mean, I got bull. I freaking got bullied for liking rock and roll instead of pop music. Like it's so dumb. Full stop. Rock is not dead. Rock is not dead for the record, guys. If you think it is, um, we've got some band suggestions. Band like- suggestions. These three for right here for one, particularly this one in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the good ben- thing about those three, though, is that their their music is so different that if you don't find a love in one of them, you're gonna find a love in one of them. Oh yeah. And there's- what did Andy throw at your shows, Ruth? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay to be fair okay so you know i saw him in spokane and Mm -hmm. i know it could just be me but i had a hunch that andy did everything he could for this show and i know a lot has happened even before the show with his loss of his grandma and then obviously lonnie breaking his leg which put him into like oh god high alert (laughs) i just felt like he wasn't a hundred percent there himself just because he had so much going through his head and everything or god knows what else what was going on and so for the Spokane show you know he did his best I could I appreciate it again thank you Andy for doing it I could tell he was concerned about Lonnie because Lonnie was back there on a chair yeah he he did his thing he waved and everything and um towards the end like he said thank you and then he just left like he was literally his main concern was Lonnie he was there to help Lonnie get back on his crutches to go backstage. He didn't throw anything. He just said, he just waved and said thank you. And then he just left. And it was mostly just uh, Jinx, Jake, and Cece who threw stuff out. So, yeah. That's both amazing and sad at the same time. Like, the camaraderie between those two is just unspeakable. It's so great. I mean, did he throw anything for your shows? He actually did. He only threw one thing, though. And I hope this person is active on social media. Oh God, what is it? I want to see it. It was his bandana he had in his back pocket, and no! he had he had written no! four grand on it. No! So they got a bandana that said four grand that was in his back pocket. I hope they're on social media. I hope they frame it. I hope they do something really beautiful with it, like a picture of him with his grandmother or something. I swear because, to God, if I see it up for sale one of those shopping apps i'm gonna be pissed that's what right. i'm saying they better cherish that shit forever that's what i said he threw that oh my god my heart yeah yes whoever fan got that bandana this is rip grandma cherish it please because seriously just please cherish it that's all i can say take good care of it <laughs> frame it anything yeah. uh, for this tour for the training of terror tour how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten i probably would rate it 8.5 i was thinking eight for me yeah nicole you didn't get a chance to go to one but from just hearing and saying everything how would you rate it i would probably definitely rate it maybe just based upon hearing everyone's stories and opinions about it and if i were to have gone i think i would probably rate the tour like a eight or nine out of ten all right so we're someone in the same field so average like 8.5 we were giving it this one all right baby ice nine kills emotional so we give you an 8.5 for this first leg of training your tour tour i can't again say that say that five <laughs> times fast it's hard to say trinity of territory there's so many teams. all right go go okay i'm gonna try first i'm gonna go okay five times fast trinity of territory trinity nope nope <laughs> <laughs> you gave up that quick <laughs> Trinity territory, Trinity territory. It's a one and done. <laughs> I'm just not used to VIPs being the way that one was, and that's the majority of the reason why I knocked it down. I think, to an yeah. To be fair, I think if yeah, that's probably the reason why I knocked it down to an eight is because of VIP. I agree with both of you, and I think that's the same reason why I would honestly rate it the. 8.5 out of 10 so 8.5 because <laughs> I know that the I know everyone else put on a hell of a performance I know the, the shows were amazing but the VIP could have been better yeah. 
So you guys, today's fan shout out actually goes to this wonderful, wonderful mom named Sabrina. Um, she unfortunately, I'm pretty sure she's not on Twitter. If you are, I apologize. I know she used to have a Twitter. I don't know if she still does or not, but she is on Instagram, you guys. She's going to be at I am London's mom. She's been a Blackville Brides fan pretty much since the beginning. I remember, and I'm pretty sure I first met her on Twitter, actually. And she supports Blackville Brides daily. She's always posting about them. I mean, her dedication towards the band is absolutely incredible. Um, Sabrina, I don't know if you watch our show or not, but regardless, I hope you see this fan shout out. This one is for you. Thank you so much for just being a part of the BVB army and lifting all of us up. I appreciate it. We all do. And shout out goes to you. I think this does wrap it up for this first leg of the tour of the recap. If we did miss anything, please let us know in the comments below. We probably did. Most likely we did. Thank you, Laura, for coming on to help us with this awesome recap of the first leg of this tour. Thank you so of much. Course. I loved it. <laughs> it was so, I'm just so happy we finally got you on here and everything. Cause like, yeah, we've been messaging here and there and then like, boom, it just happened. So to say, we've been talking about you. We have, we're like, we need to get her on. We need to get her on. When, what topic? I don't know, but we need to get her on. So <laughs> I'm always here to talk as long as we have something to talk about. So Yay! just let me know if you ever want me back. <laughs> oh, noted. Very there will noted. be a next time for sure. Noted. Of course. <laughs> Where can the fans find you, Laura? Uh, Laura Watson thirteen thirteen on everything except TikTok. And TikTok, you add an extra one, so Laura Watson thirteen thirteen one. Please go give her a follow, be the army on all our social media platforms, and please also subscribe to her YouTube channel here. Please, please, please subscribe. She puts a lot of work on her every video she does and everything. So please subscribe to her channel. I think you call them your little ghosties. Is that correct? My lovely little ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and all of our uh. The descriptions will also be all of our descriptions. All of our links to our social media platforms will also be down and below in the description. So please give us a follow and follow our Twitter account. May is here. Nicole, before we know it, June's going to be here. I know. It's going to be crazy. It's be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be chaotic. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. If you were listening, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, it is the podcast too. You can find us on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Podcasts. Mm. I'm just going to put it on the spotlight, but in case you guys don't know, Laura's birthday is coming up here soon in a couple of days when this episode is uploaded. So wish her a happy birthday coming up on, please remind me, May 6th. May 6th! <laughs> May 6th. Please wish her a happy, happy, happy birthday on May 6th on our social media platforms. Happy early birthday to you, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> this yes, was a great birthday present. Oh, oh, good. I was about to say, that's great. Happy early birthday. Please subscribe to our channel. Follow all of us on our social media platforms and we will see you next week. Goodbye.